Hello listener and welcome to another edition of Rum and Records, live from lockdown. And tonight we're going to light it up with the doors. You know the day destroyed a night, night divides the day. Good evening, listener, and good evening, Craig. How are we doing? I'm good. I'm good. I am uh, breaking on through to the other side. Um, I know. I'm here in the a, shed. I've broken, <laughs> <laughs> broken out of family living. I've went back to the shed. I'm talking to you. It's great. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, yeah. No. I, I, th- I think we're all thinking about the other side of this. Uh, um, this current situation and uh, I know Jim Morrison was obviously referring to other things when he was talking about breaking on through um, to a different type of lifestyle and and opening your mind to what's it called, new religions and new drugs and new everything basically and don't fall into this kind of capitalist tra- trap when he was doing all his sort of uh, happy stuff at that time but um, aye, great, great way to open the show and uh, a track that I think will be familiar to most people whether you're a Doors fan or not and I would say I would like to point out that neither of us are Doors fans and I think that's what's interesting about this album is you bought this no. on a whim I was I was there I, I saw, I saw the fear in your eyes and just fucking came out of the shop with bags of shit because of course it was aye. record store day it was record store day and it was 2016, so pretty much four years ago, four years ago today, um, uh, in Glasgow, we're both in Glasgow, um, we went to Mono, fantastic, we talk about record stores on this uh, series quite a bit, um, but a fantastic independent record store in Glasgow, we queued for a fair while. It in was, the it was cold. early, and remember my brother was there as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Because uh, we were going to have a party that night. In my new flat, and it was also my brother's birthday. It was April sixteenth. Yeah. And do you remember that mad guy that was standing in front of us that was absolutely obsessed with fucking? Oh, what was that band? It was. It was Delamitri. Do you remember that cunt? And he was like offering um, us money to buy him extra copies of the Delamitri fucking seven inch or something like that. It came out. Oh yeah. Like, oh, it's, but it's for my pal. It's for my pal. It's not for me. It's for my pal. And the guy definitely looked a bit fucking unhinged uh, I remember my brother being like I'm not fucking buying you another record like I don't feel no, comfortable exactly. with that he's like oh but come on no. come on it's for my, it's for my pal it brings out the, this definitely brings out strange characters of the really record does. collecting community I, I I do remember that guy he was, he was pretty bizarre to be honest with you um, it was actually quite a nice day but we were actually in the shade <laughs> which was the frustrating thing yeah the way the sun rises we were like blown by the fucking stuck remember, in the fucking shade what is it uh, Mr no not is it Mr Benz the second hand Mr Benz yeah the I was going to call it Uncle Benz but it's not Uncle Benz no, he no, just makes rice that's right <laughs> Um, but that was an interesting. That was an interesting day. I think that was the first time that we'd ever done record store day together. We'd obviously been at separate record store days before that. Um, Aye. And yeah, I mean, it was so strange. It, it just makes you into a different person. I remember hearing somebody behind me talking about how you really wanted the Madonna, 
um, Japanese edition. It was like <laughs> a, a pink, a hot pink like a vinyl. I, was, yeah. And I was like, fuck it. If, I mean, if he wants it, then I must want it. So I ended up buying it. And I don't know if it was the last copy. <laughs> I wasn't being vindictive. I just was, you know, that when, when you're in a restaurant and you get food envy, like yeah. everybody else has ordered food. It was the same sort of thing. I'd heard it and I was like, actually, I want that. Mm. Uh, it just so happens I was in front of that yeah. person in the queue, so that may have been unfortunate. You're like, you're... Um, <laughs> that they didn't get it because uh-huh. you were, but it also sure it turned it me into a, an angry bastard because I was in front of you in the queue and obviously they're wanting to be really fast and you give them your list and they just go and get it yeah and the and the, and the poor person uh, who was serving me was in such a rush that he picked up the wrong records and in that time the record that I actually wanted mm. had been given to someone else um, but luckily that was you and I fucking snatched out. Me. I snatched out your hands, and the guy was like, "You can't be doing that." I was like, "No, I don't worry. I know him. I'm fucking taking it. It's my records." <laughs> 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 Uh, what did you what did you buy in your kind oh, of oh I bought a shit ton of stuff man I just felt the pressure I was I, I, I get caught up in the whole moment of it I think because we were together for the first time at a record store day we were having a party we were having a you wouldn't come back with loads of fucking stuff I I really didn't spend way too much money so I got a ton of shit um, and stuff that I, I will confess I've not listened to that much so the Doors being one of them, but um, I'm kind of glad we're doing this because we'll, we'll come on to talk about the album obviously in a bit. But um, I bought some good stuff like um, some Kings and Kevinius uh, reissues as oh, well. Yeah. Love those albums. Um, I got um, a few other live albums that we'll talk about perhaps in later episodes, so I'll not dwell on those at the moment. But I bought stuff that I don't even really like, but like I bought like Jay Retard and I bought like fucking. I just lost loads of shit because it was like limited and like, I need this, I need to spend money. <laughs> I uh, I just remember buying a very, very random fucking issue. And it's um they do it every year. I think it's Finders Keepers or If Music or something like that. Or maybe that's both right. the same thing. But it was a collection of Eastern European pop music from 1983 to 1987 or something. Something really, really fucking ah. specific. Um, and it's yeah. one of those ones that you think, yeah, this will be great, this will be great. Um, and then you look on Discogs years yeah. later and it's like worth £2. And you've listened £2. to it and it's actually not that good. Um, it's shite. But that's the thing that I kind of yeah. love about Record Store Day as well. Um, that year was also the re-release of The Go Team on the Splatter Vinyl, which is a fucking... Oh, yes, I got that. Yeah, we both got record. that. That's a fucking great album. And it's a, a really nice press in it. It's one of those splattery, marbly ones that really goes with the cover as well. Yes. It's got the red and the sort of custard yellow kind of colour. Which is which the reason is... I bought it, obviously, because I don't buy anything else coloured unless it unless <laughs> it has a link to the album. No, I know, I know. I, I know someone actually today on Instagram, one of our followers, had like put on like they bought this album like every reissue, and so it was like three three times. And I think maybe the second one was like a one eighty press, and this one was like a kind of coloured variant. Yeah. And like. Do you have a kind of unwritten rule, or a, I don't have the time for that. I'll only, 
would you buy it again because it's a different color nope. or do you have to absolutely love the album no, or i mean i would have to absolutely 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 adore that album and think this is a fucking amazing color like i don't really I, we've talked about this before i look back at mm. my collection i'm like there's not actually a lot of colored vinyl here because i i've been collecting for over a decade now and um yeah back in the day there wasn't a lot of reissues you were just trying to grab it whatever you could really um mm-hmm. so yeah i mean there's certain ones if there's new bands i'll try and get a colored variant or I mean, mm-hmm. if it if it is like an amazing album and it makes sense that it's that color, I'll buy it. But no, I'm not that desperate to get it. And again, if I already own it on vinyl, why the fuck am I going to buy it again? Yeah, even I like know. I know. I know. even the my most played secondhand records, there's a few of them there mm-hmm. that I don't have uh, a one eighty pressing of, just because I kind of like the flimsy nature of it all. What I, I hate to be a pain in the arse. We're not drinking. We're not drinking a lot here. Oh, no. We're going to fucking... Let's get uh, in the drinks. I do. Yeah, so what What? what have you... What's your poison tonight? What have you got Well, there? because we're still in lockdown, I'm still raiding the fridge here. The little shop two doors down from me is now shut for two weeks. So I can't oh, easily shit. just go and get mixers. So I'm just raiding the fridge. And it, it just so happens that I have a half a bottle of ginger beer here, which we... Uh, well, I've realised... You bought. So this is pre-lockdown. <laughs> this is pre-lockdown ginger beer. So it could be flat as fuck. I imagine it will be. <laughs> and the reason that I bought this is obviously because it's quite fiery. And nice. I want it to be in homage to one of the door's kind of greatest hits. Of course, uh, Light My Fire. And to go with that, I talked about this in a previous episode. I don't know if it's been released because we were rather drunk on it. Um, but this is stolen smoked rum all the way from New Zealand. Mm, so yeah. I think, I mean, I've tried this with Coke and it wasn't all too special. I do like it with a fruit juice. But I'm going to try this with a ginger beer just to see if I get that smokiness and fieriness. Very nice. And that was when we, we used that in our 12 shots of Christmas, I believe. We did. Well. It was a chestnut roasting on an open fire. And it I'm did sorry, give it that nice smokiness to it. It does. It really does. And how about yourself? What have you got? What is your poison? So I am also on the rum and um, I picked up a few new bottles recently and this is called English Harbour and it is from Antigua and um, it's aged uh, five years and it's actually distilled in in copper stills like you would would whiskey and then it's uh, been aged in oak barrels so it was still feeling expensive considering that what's the kind of craft that's going into making it. Um, only around the kind of £20 mark again. And I, it's actually pretty nice. Um, it probably tastes a bit more expensive than it actually is, but a lot of kind of love's going into, into making this one. Still a bit of fizz in my ginger beer, just to let you know. Good. Good. Mm. Oh, yes. That's great, actually. That's pretty tasty. Oh. That's really nice. Cheers to you. And cheers to cheers. you, listener, as well. Cheers, cheers listener. Build me a woman Ten feet tall Build me someone I can Fall all night long Sunday 
So that was Build Me a Woman, which was from the Side C. So that is the second record. And this is a three LP set, just to let you know. Side three is the last track on there, Build Me a Woman. And Craig, I listened to this today and realized I only know a couple of Doors songs. I know the kind (laughs) of iconography of the Doors. I know the front covers of the Doors. I know all this sort of stuff, but I don't really know the music of the Doors. And this is an impeccably recorded live album in fact the album starts yeah. it's so strange it starts actually just with them tuning up and then jim comes on and does an introduction says we're recording this show this is especially being recorded which is amazing and it's actually the first show because it says the first performance and they performed twice that night and the ticket price yeah i've just checked was two dollars no it's crazy absolutely crazy um and it was yeah it's a good point like and it kind of begs the question, like, why I even bought this record? Because, like you, I wasn't really that familiar with the band's work, other than their most famous songs. Um, I don't own, I didn't own, I still don't own to this day any other music by them, whether <laughs> in any format. <laughs> so it was a definite impulse buy. Like, oh shit, I have to buy something. Okay, that looks kind of quite cool. Was there somebody buy behind that. you um, that was wanting it and and said it pretty loudly? Is that what it was? <laughs> Maybe it was I, but it's quite an interesting kind of backstory from how this came about, and I had to like do some research on this, and obviously looking at the um, liner notes. So it came only so only a few. I think in February there was an infamous um, incident, uh, a gig in Miami, where allegedly um, Jim Morrison got his cock out. <laughs> um, but he was absolutely fucked to his head all the whole set. He was like. Um, he was like steaming and he was on drugs probably and he started telling all the the audience to take their clothes off and to love each other and all this kind of stuff um and the kind of context of the thing i was reading says like you know you think miami now is quite a liberal place and it's you know let's go to the beach and all this kind of stuff but back then you know it's it's the south and in fact it's the deepest bit of the south and it was very Uh very 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 conservative um and anyway, Morrison got prosecuted for this, even though there was no evidence, because there's no photographers, there was no filming in those days. Um, it was all, all based on kind of eyewitness accounts. Um, so they actually got banned from playing in um, all states in America, apart from New York and California, um, where, which obviously this gig took place in, in LA. Um, so kind of wiped out a, quite a, quite a big quite a big tour, really. Um and their label was like, okay, let's not go into the studio and put down another album. Let's do a live album because it was quite a good way to make money. And um, they were quite keen to get a kind of smaller, more intimate venue, which the which this is the uh, the Aquarius Theatre uh, on Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, let's jump into another track because I would say the end of the set is where it really builds up. And let's go into a cover. Mm. By a, it was a, it's a Bo Diddley cover, and it's Who Do You Love, which actually has two tracks because it's got Who Do You Love, False Start, and then you got actually Who Do You Love. <laughs> Ok, 
Okay, so for you younger fans of the podcast, uh, just like myself, you maybe thought, hmm, I've heard that drum beat before. Oh, I know that melody. And it turns out, yeah, I want candy. Um, <laughs> fucking, I was like, whoa, that's that's so strange. That's that's weird. I want candy. Which is, uh, who do you love? And it's a fucking great belter of a track, by the way. Um, oh, really? You can tell that they're really getting into the set. I mean, they do have long tracks throughout. But they stretch this one out to six forty. Absolutely, yeah, and that's why I like all the wee imperfections, the false starts, the sound checks, and you know, if you want to get that full experience of being there, and um, you know, it was a small theater, so not many people were actually there. It was actually used for um, most of the week. It was used for um, the play, or what was a play or a um, musical theater type thing. It was called Hair. Um, that's what it was used for at this time uh, for most of the week and yeah they kind of flipped it obviously for, for this so I it's just like there wasn't a lot of folk there not a lot of folk would have actually seen this I love uh, I love the girl that every time like the crowd are like shouting out she's just like touch me and everybody fucking laughs each time she shouts touch me and it doesn't even fucking play that song um, but it's it's just so good he's like fuck off I'm not playing it now I'm not fucking touching you hen <laughs> I, want, I wonder if it was the actual full set or no. That's one thing I'm not sure about. If this was it the must actual be like if they're including would... all these fucking tune ups and like yeah all they... the quiet parts, it must be the full set. Yeah, surely when you cut out a ch- song to put a fucking tune up in there, you would you would fucking <laughs> <hope> not, <anyway. laughs> Um, no good stuff. So uh, let, let's get another track on for you now. Let's dive into another track, and, and it is of course uh, the most famous track. Um, which I, which has a fucking massive organ breakdown here, and it is of course as my drink is honouring, light my fire. Know that it would be untrue. You know that I would be a liar if I was to say to you. Girl, we couldn't get much higher Come on, baby, light my fire Come on, baby, light my So that fire. was, of course, Light My Fire, um, a, a fantastic extended version there um, of the band's most recognisable track. Even if you're not that familiar with the band, you will know that song undoubtedly. Uh, and... I, I just love the way it kind of builds into that song and you know um, the band are much more than the lead singer There's, they're a very tight unit and I, and I think this is regard, I think there were some changes to the band the lineup throughout the years I mean they, they went about that long but this is regarded as the kind of four the kind of the best four piece really kind of sort of um, jamming out here what did you think? I love it, and but I mean, I feel like the the keyboards, the organ is is very high pitched. I can't really remember if it was like that in the original, and it sounds a lot like mm. um, the magic roundabout, like we were talking about how um, Thin Lizzy kicks into Boys Are Back in Town. This is the exact same. It's just there's no like grand introduction. It's just fucking right in there. Which maybe they do with a kind of, it's quite a cool trick that where you're kind of, 
Your big hits. Yeah, most kind of fa- your big hits. Like we're not going to do any grand entrance. No grandstand in here. It's just well, this like, is the thing, right? Bye. I really like this. And for you that have followed us on Instagram, you will have noticed. Um, you may remember that I went to see Angel Olsen and was very, very disappointed and <laughs> and got some flack for it. But I still hold my ground that it was an absolute shite gig. And <laughs> this really highlights it. So her most famous song is definitely "Shut Up, Kiss Me." Oh, and she was like right I'm going to play another new song which already made me internally groan because she kept playing new songs or songs off her new album new one. Um, and she's like this is a really new one I just wrote it in the hotel room and she was playing with the band saying oh I've not told the band they're just going to try and play along and then she was like this took like five minutes of her like okay these are the chords like making all these funny little chords and everybody knew where she was fucking going and they were just like shut the fuck up and get on with this song and she's like right right okay ready everybody's ready everybody's ready five minutes into this fucking build up and then of course says shut up kiss me and I was like what the fucking waste of time we all knew what the joke was before you even fucking started and didn't even extend that song you know when somebody releases a really short song and that's the most famous yeah. song and you think fucking yeah. i don't know just kick in and repeat it again or something like that right. i remember um there was a post-hardcore band this is going fucking way off topic but there's a post-hardcore band called thrice and oh, I thrice, they had a song called deadbolt which was quick as fuck and it only lasted about a minute and a half and i remember seeing them right. at the leeds festival and realizing that that song came on and they made like an like a completely second half of the song just to go live because they realise this is a popular song, we need to extend it in some way. <laughs> and um, that's what I love about fucking, what, an 11 minute version of Light My Fire. Like, yes, everybody's on drugs, but also, but this is like their really best song, so they may as well fucking stretch yeah. it. Well, and it gives was, everybody um, else in the band a chance to fucking show off their chops. Totally, and that's what this does um, big time. You know, the, the musicianship in that is really show, shown off here, and I do I do love that. Um, it's an interesting point, though. Like, I'm reading a um, Peter Hook book now about Joy Division, and he talks about them supporting, it wasn't the New York Dolls, but it was the guy from the New York Dolls band. I can't remember what they were called, but they basically played, he says they were a fucking mess, and he was so disappointed with them, but... They play their kind of famous song, or their, their hit song, or their most famous song. They put it three times in the same set. <laughs> it's just, oh, what the fuck? But back to the point, the fact that they didn't grandstand it, but they actually made it a more interesting and extended thing that only you got to experience at the gig. And this is obviously the the, the cool thing about going to gigs is you get to see, you know, hear and experience those kind of different versions of stuff that you don't always get. And, you know, they're always released on um, on actual physical media that you can get hold of or, or on streaming services. Like this one isn't. And quite a lot of the stuff that we're, we're going to um, talk about over the next kind of, so many weeks um, isn't actually available on any of your streaming services like Father John Misty we talked about um, this so you're going to have to buy it so yeah it's going to if you're, you're going to have to buy it unless you want to watch I don't mind watching stuff on YouTube but what I hate watching is just like a static image <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I think just... I might be the opposite I don't I, I kind of I hate it when people go into Windows Movie Maker and just bring up random no no, no 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 I, no I know what I'm saying I, I don't I don't want like some DIY oh, right. collage. You, just want actual, you want actual footage. 
<laughs> no, I don't, uh, exactly. If I'm going to watch something, I want actual <laughs> footage or I want the video of it or whatever. But um, Karaoke version. <laughs> yeah, bouncing ball and all. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> but uh, I so it's uh, you know if you want if you want to hear this go and buy it um, as as we say but you can you can um, hopefully we'll give, we'll give you a nice kind of taste for it this evening or whenever you happen to be to be listening definitely and if you are going to listen to this album I implore you to listen to the full full album yes yeah. I enjoyed it but nothing kind of grabbed my attention until the final track the the final encore which was. The Celebration of the Lizard, which already I thought, that's a strange fucking title. Um, and then I realised it was on for 15 and a half minutes. And it just, I don't know, I, I've part of me has fallen in love with Jim Morrison just because of this one track. Um, but it's wild. Like, it's telling a story that's definitely drug-inspired. Like, he's out his tits on oh, whatever 100%. he's saying. But it also feels very theatrical. Um, yeah. Like a monologue, like... His the way he uses his voice and builds calm, talking, talking, then shouts like this and like really, really gets your attention. It's amazing. Uh, like it definitely it's it's uh he knows how to command a stage and knows how to engross an audience. Hundred oh, percent. Yeah, that's what I'm saying about the you know, being one of those sort of, you know, iconic frontmen and and I guess, you know, He's probably best remember for the way he kind of looked in the way he would he would kind of dance about stage, you know, cock out or not cock out. <laughs> but um, but I mean, like you know, this sort of thing is as you say how captivating he is and how he he had the kind of the kind of theatre and, and and his lyrics and his the way that he sort of command his voice and I don't think I quite appreciated that um, until sort of spending more sort of conscious time listening to this to this recording. So that's a, it's a great call out. So there we go. Uh, record Store Day success. Um, just buying something on a whim. It's it's really paid off. And I'm actually quite jealous now that you do have this because if I wanted this, it's going to cost me about 100 quid. Absolutely. Uh, take care. And we will see you again or we'll speak to you again next time. Oh, hail the Lizard King. <laughs> Wake up! You can remember where it was Had this dream stopped The snake was pale gold Glazed and shrunken We were afraid to touch it The sheets were hot dead prison And she was beside me Old she's now Young Her dark red hair the white soft skin. <laughs>